what is in store for the future of sneaker culture? We'll get into that this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast. This is your host, Matt Freights. You can call me the Iceman. You can call me Matty Ice. I do not care. I am just very, very happy and very thankful that you are here spending your Friday with me talking about the thing that we love the most, and that is sneakers. Fire Footwear Friday is a new thing. I talked about it on Tuesday's episode, which was really a bonus episode because I had done a terrible job of communicating with you all about the changes that I was going to make to the show. And so to be able to reward your patience and reward your loyalty, I made sure to record a bonus episode so that you all could have more content because you deserve it. You have been coming and showing up for this show day in and day out, and it makes me very happy and it humbles me to no end. I can't really stress that enough, and I want to make sure that you know it at the top of every single show. On Tuesday's episode, I did talk about the fact that Kanye West was coming back to Adidas in order to sell off the remaining pairs of Yeezys that Adidas has sitting in their warehouse. I also talked about the fact that Tom Sachs was not going to be a part of Nike's future, at least. And honestly, there are topics that have been happening in the space that I think are worthy of our attention. However, on this Fire Footwear Friday, I was asked a question, a very pointed question that I'm not sure I have the answer to, but I do want to talk about it here because I think it is worth your attention and I would love to know what you think about it. And the question was, what does the future of sneaker culture look like? That is a very loaded question because I think you have to take a look at many different factors to even try and wrap your head around where this culture is going to go. Right now, we have been kind of in the same state of sneaker culture for quite a while. I think that the resale market has defined everything about the culture for the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. I mean, yes, reselling has been happening for a long time. I'm talking about the popularity of making it a side hustle to the point, and during the pandemic, this was mostly true, that sneakers have been selling out at such an alarming rate and going up on the resale market for such high exorbitant prices that the culture has been turned upside down. That has been softening a little bit, but I think the fact remains is that the way that the paradigm is set up has been this way for a while, and it's difficult to see a way out of it. There are certainly positives and negatives to the way that sneaker culture operates today. Obviously, the accessibility is a great thing. Being able to sit in the comfort of your own home, on your cell phone, on your laptop, and be able to have a chance to get these shoes instead of necessarily going and sitting outside and camping outside a boutique somewhere. However, the nostalgia of that is missing from today. And I think that a lot of people who participate in the culture, and I would include myself in that category, don't really understand the literal blood, sweat, and tears that some people have put forth to be able to get the shoes that they love. There are countless stories over the last 20 years about rioting in the streets based off of a sneaker release and other types of shenanigans that have taken place that are less than ideal if you are a member of sneaker culture. The online presence of that has certainly helped that out. And it is nice to be able to have a chance, no matter where you are in the world and no matter what you're doing, to at least try to get a pair of these shoes. Because in the past, if you weren't there in person, you were not going to be able to get them. Hard stop. You were also going to have to know somebody who had a pair to even have a chance to buy off of them. And so today's accessibility is a good thing. 
with the advent of social media and the way that social media has become woven into the fabric of society, it's impossible for sneaker culture not to be a part of that. We did an episode about that a few weeks back, and I talked about there's positive elements to that and there's negative elements to that. There's always going to be that with everything that you encounter in life, but in sneakers specifically, the social media element has added to the hype of shoes. Now we get to see so many previews of pairs. Right now, I believe Jordan Brand has shown their spring 2024 collection. We haven't even gotten out of spring of 2023 yet. My ass hasn't even hit the beach for the first time this year. And we're already thinking about a year ahead of time. And that's not necessarily problematic. It just changes the culture. So if you're thinking about the future, I think it's important to break down the ascension of Jordan brand in order to realize how we got to this point and then look at some other up and coming emerging brands that maybe could be part of this new future. Jordan brand is nearly 40 years old. It and I share some similarities in that regard. And over the past 40 years, much of the world has changed. So many of the things that I just talked about with sneaker culture are part of that change. But if you think about the establishment of a brand, and if you think about consumerism here in the United States, and quite frankly, all over the world, there are brands that just command a presence. People know what they are, no matter whether they're embedded in the culture or not. I think that if you went out into the streets and you interviewed and surveyed 100 people and asked them if they know what Jordan brand is, I'm almost positive that more than 90% of those people would know what Jordan brand is. They would obviously know what Nike is, but I think by extension, Jordan brand has become a global brand in and of itself. And I think that people's association with Michael Jordan, especially people of a certain age, you're going to get an association. And I think that it has become a recognizable brand in the market space. But it wasn't always that way. For a very, very long time, Air Jordan was a very niche brand in the umbrella of Nike. Nike has always been the king of brands in terms of sneakers. I think it's probably the most recognizable shoe brand in the world, and it probably has been that for quite a while. And maybe in certain parts of the world, Adidas is king because of its European connections and all that, but I really believe that Nike is king. And so if you think about how did Jordan brand get there, Jordan brand is so recognizable that they made a movie about it, Air, which came out a couple of months ago. And that really was talking through and showing you a glorified look at the story of how Nike landed Michael Jordan as its signature athlete. Today, signature athletes are a dime a dozen. We constantly see them and we constantly see their shoes. It's not really that big of a deal anymore. I mean, it is from a financial standpoint. I'm talking about in the popular culture landscape. Back in 1985, this was not the norm. And so Michael Jordan being that much of a face of a company was a really, really big deal. And the reason for that was because the Jordan 1 broke so many molds of all sneakers at that time. It was basically, as the movie pointed out, trying to capture the essence of Michael Jordan in a shoe. And that's not easy to do. And they were able to make the hardest step and convince Michael that this shoe was a physical representation of who he was and what he was like on the court. Now, the Jordan 1 is 100% going to be the cornerstone and anchor of Nike and Jordan brand story. When you romanticize it, you're always going to go back to the Jordan 1. But I believe that there are two other shoes in the main Jordan line that not only led to its success, but I think added on and cemented its legacy as the global icon that it is today. I have done episodes on the Jordan 1. I've done episodes on the Jordan 3. And in my episode on the Jordan 3, I reminded you all, or maybe even educated you all, that the Jordan 3 was directly responsible for not only making Michael happy, but keeping him at the brand. 
The famous story is that Michael wanted to sign with Adidas before the Jordan 1 came around. But once the Jordan 1 came about and the Jordan 2 was a disappointment, Michael wanted to leave again because folks that had been working at Nike when the Jordan 1 was released were now trying to forge a path on their own and they wanted to take Michael with them. Pretty natural if you ask me. So what did they do? They went to an up and coming guy who had just designed what ended up being one of the cornerstone silhouettes of Nike's line 40 years later and that was the Air Max 1 and they got Tinker Hatfield to come in and try to save this product. And what he did was create the Jordan 3 which kept Michael at the company because number one, it had taken in his direct feedback about what he wanted in the next iteration of the line. And number two, it did exactly what the Jordan 1 tried to do, but in a much better way, based off of Michael's feedback, it captured the essence of what Michael wanted to show on the court. The Jordan 2 tried to show quality by making a shoe that basically had all these quality materials on it, but it was not Michael. He didn't like the shoe and he wanted to leave. So the Jordan 3 kept Michael at the brand and that allowed them to have the ascension that they had with the Jordan 4, 5, 6, 7, all through the line. That's what kept Michael at the company and that's what allowed Nike and Jordan brand to continue to build upon this legacy. But if there is a shoe that I feel cemented the legacy permanently, it is the Jordan 11. And I did an episode way back when this was called Sneaker Love about the history of the Jordan 11. And to me, the Jordan 11 did one thing that I think the other shoes really didn't do quite to this level. And they made sneakers 100% cemented in popular culture. Because when Michael Jordan came back from his retirement, seeing them on the court, obviously the Concord 11s, but then the Space Jam 11s being in a movie that crossed so many different boundaries and had or ran the gamut really of demographics of people who tuned into it, Michael Jordan was now a massive star, which he was before, but now the shoes were a massive star. The Space Jam 11s are highly recognizable, and the Jordan 11s, to me, are very, very recognizable. The Jordan 11s basically made it so that Jordan brand was going to be a permanent mainstay in the culture and in the commercial space until they decide not to be, basically. And yes, there have been a lot of brands that have come and gone in that time, and there have been documentaries about them, thinking about And One, for instance. They've come, they had their moment, and they're gone. And Jordan brand is still here. And some of that probably has to do with the fact that they are backed by Nike. But those three shoes have different pieces of the pie in terms of the story of Jordan brand, but they all led to this moment where Jordan brand is a global icon. And I think the question that we have to ask ourselves about sneaker culture moving forward is are any brands going to be able to establish themselves amongst the Nikes and the Adidas's and the New Balances of the world? If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have had some recent dealings with an emerging sneaker company. And that sneaker company is called Novella 2020. And 2020 is a triggering year for many people because of the pandemic. Many, many, many things happen, positive and negative. But 2020 emerged a lot of creativity, not only sneaker creativity, but music creativity and many other things. The reason that we have this podcast today is because of the pandemic. The pandemic allowed my life to slow down. But Novella is a kind of company that I think could be a part of the future of sneakers. And I don't say that because they sent me a promo pair of their shoes that I happen to really, really like. I am invested in their story. And one thing that you should know about me by now is that when I tell you something on this microphone, I mean it. I don't tell you anything that I don't believe and I will never just chill and tell you something that I want you to know just because. If I had gotten those shoes in hand and didn't like them, you would have never heard about them from me. But having now spoken to their CEO and other members of the creative team, 
What I can tell you is that they want to forge a very similar path to Jordan Brand. Maybe not in the success, because I don't think that they're trying to replace or become that large of a brand, but in their storytelling. You all know that I am a sucker for a shoe that has a good backstory. And the backstory to me gives it that kind of depth that makes it an artistic piece. It elevates it from just a shoe that looks great to something that you can look at and have some emotional connection with. And especially if it's a shoe whose story is basically emotionally tied to something that you yourself have gone through in life. And I think Novella is trying to do that. They are making limited releases of these shoes and all of them have some story to tell. They are not gonna create a shoe just to create a shoe. The originals that they came out with, that is the story of the people that have been involved in making that brand a reality. Starting five years ago, being halted by the pandemic and just finally getting their vision out to the consumers in March of 2023, it has been a journey for those folks. And that is definitely part of their story. But since then, they have worked with other creators and influencers within this world to create these shoes that tell their story. And I'm talking about these influencers now. Each of the shoes have personal design elements that these artisans, as they call them, have chosen. They have been a part of the design experience. And I think that the storytelling that they are trying to do matching with the quality of the shoe. Now, I will tell you that price-wise, these shoes fall somewhere between a designer shoe like a Golden Goose and your Jordan Retro. And shoes are getting more and more expensive. And being able to create a shoe as a new emerging brand is just going to cost money. With everything that has happened with the economy and inflation, it's going to happen. But what I can tell you is that if you take away the price tag and you look at what they're trying to create, they are trying to make it worth your money. Every cent of your money that you spend on a novella, they want you to feel as if it's worth it. They're trying to make a shoe that not only can be worn in casual settings, but that you could definitely rock in a lot more different settings like business casual settings, cocktail hour, office work, whatever it is. Having had the shoes in hand and my wife now having a pair of shoes in hand, they definitely make that mark. They definitely tell a story. And when you look at a piece of footwear that you know tells a story and you can connect with that story. That's part of the future. And if you really think about it, I think a lot of collaborations that are happening today are missing that mark, but there are some that are definitely making that happen. And I talk about Jerry Lorenzo, he is doing that. His vision, it's all coming to fruition. And look at it, people buy them, people flock to them. You know why? Because that vision is stable and it's very transparent and they know what it is, and they believe in the aesthetic. And Jerry Lorenzo is trying to tap into what he believes in his aesthetic, what he believes in his company, and he wants to translate that to his consumers so that his consumers will also follow this vision. And that's what I think Novella is doing. So when I look at the future of sneakers, I don't focus on things like how are these releases going to happen, what colorways of what Jordan Retro are gonna come out, what old silhouette are they gonna bring back? I think that the future of sneakers 100% has to be involving emerging brands. There need to be other creators in the space in order to differentiate and give us options, but not just options for the sake of options. We have plenty of those. I'm talking about options that really make a difference, that tell a story. And I'm very, very excited to be able to tell you that I'm going to be working with the folks at Novella to tell their story. I'm gonna be using part of my platform and this podcast and our YouTube channel to talk to some of these people to give you a glimpse of what their story has been like to date and also to get a glimpse of what their future is going to look like and how I believe that their future could be a part of your future. We need to get away from thinking about just Jordans and Dunks. There's a lot more to that. And when Yeezys sell out, they'll be gone too. 
We need other brands with other aesthetics and other stories to jump in and make the market more diverse because Jordans and Dunks are going to become stale and we ourselves are going to find ourselves looking and seeking something new something to re-engage us the way that we were originally engaged in sneaker culture. And I think a brand like Novella and others that are going to come behind it are going to meet those needs. We just need to hear about them. And that's why I'm excited to work with them because I want you to know about them. I want you to get to know these people and I want them to become a staple in sneaker culture the way that Jordan brand became a staple in sneaker culture. What do you feel is the future of sneakers? Find us on Instagram at firefootwearpod is the handle to do that. The show is, of course, on Facebook. Just search firefootwear, a sneaker podcast to find us there. On Twitter, there are two handles at firefootwearpod is the show specific handle and at Maddie Ice Sprites is the handle if you want to find me personally. We have our YouTube page. The link to that is in the show notes. If you are listening on Apple and Spotify, please don't forget to hit rate and follow. Those things mean the world and they keep the show growing and charting. And lastly, please don't forget to support the Matty Ice Media Network where we have other podcasts, including Iceman and Coach, which is my sports show. We're trying to put out killer content, add new content to the network over the year. And I think that this partnership with Novella is going to be able to allow us to do that and get us some exposure that we really, really want. I thank you for tuning in this week. I hope that this finds you well. I hope that this finds you safe. And as always, I will talk to you next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.